0: This is one of my favorite quotes from B.J. Palmer from uh, his green book Up From Below the Bottom. So long as every person in the world has a subluxation and produces dis-ease, it can be proven and printed that the adjustment gets them well, then every person in the world is going to demand chiropractic. What? I don't. I honestly don't get how come everybody's getting adjusted. I, really, I just can't figure this out. right? I, I had a pregnant mama coming yesterday. She just had a baby a couple of days ago. She's like... I don't know how people could not have gotten legit. Don't get adjusted during crazy. I can't figure it out. I'm gonna be I have no idea. I have no earthly idea how I would go through life without getting adjusted. I've been adjusted now at least once a week, every week since 1984, except for the two weeks I am on my honeymoon with my wife. But the exception of those two weeks that's I've been adjusted at least once a week, every single week since 1984. Right? Before something I was getting blessed. So I don't. I can't imagine a life without chiropractic. And people who really get it, they cannot imagine a life without chiropractic. And we had people just moved from California. They brought that beautiful little daughter in, and they've been getting adjustments uh, in California. And they came over here. They moved over here. And the first thing they did after they settled themselves down is find a chiropractor. Right. So kudos to the chiropractor from back in California to educate that you know, husband and wife and baby, about how chiropractic is so important that when you go somewhere else, you just got to find yourself another one, right? Right, that's, that's what this is talking about. This and everybody's got a self So when someone says, I don't have enough patients in clinic, everybody, everybody, right? There's no limitations. That means every single human being you see, every car that passes by on the road, every person that's in Kroger's and in public's, everybody's got a subluxation. Right? So we need to do something about this. So this couple brings in this baby. And this is what I want to teach you about today. If there's one... The chiropractic textbook that I think is a super great textbook to read is called Manual Therapy in Children by Dr. Heiner Biedemann. Dr. Heiner Biedemann is a German osteopath. He is not a chiropractor. But he has written one of the most amazing textbooks I've ever read. Sure. Uh, you can see it up there, very small print. Uh, Manual Therapy in Children. Manual Therapy in Children by Heiner Biedemann. He's a German osteopath. This book is amazing. Even though it is not a chiropractic book, by any stretch of imagination, it is an amazing book because when he talks about art, he understands chiropractic better than most chiropractic. Uh, it's one of my favorite pediatric textbooks. And one of the things I like about that book is it talks about this. And that little girl that I saw yesterday had what's on the left. Now what do you and I call that? Tortoise. Right, Dr. Biedemann, he doesn't call it torticollis. He calls this KISS, K-S-S, which is kinematic imbalance causing suboccipital strain. I know it's a big mouthful, tongue twister, much easier for someone to say torticollis. Uh, but he calls it KISS, kinematic imbalance causing suboccipital strain. <clears throat> so we see kids like this on the left-hand side that's what's called, what's called kiss one. That's the more classic kind of torticollis thing. Right? A child is either stuck in a lateral flexion position right, or is stuck in a rotational kind of position. This little girl had more of a rotational kind of uh, challenge where she could turn her head to the left easily and the way you test this with a little kid is how? With a little baby, how do you get them to turn? Yeah, some kind of draw your keys or whatever, you know, I'm clicking a flashlight on and off and just making it back to forth. So you can see she can go like this very easily to one side, and at the other side, she has very limited in the range of motion, right? That's called KISS-1. One. KISS-1, one, according to Dr. Biedemann's work, KISS-1. Uh, that's the most common kind of torticollis-based subluxation. But here's the problem with that. When you have a kid with KISS-1, are you just having subluxation, is that all this is? Is that all that's affected? No, what else is being affected with this little child? What else? Feeding. (laughs) Feeding. That's right. She has a hard time feeding on one side versus the other. Right? What else is being affected? Sleep. Sleep is being affected because it's uncomfortable for her to sleep. What else is being affected? How about her eyes? Holy cow, that's the most important of all the things. Right? Her eyes are being affected. Imagine seeing the world like this for the first year of your life when your brain is forming. Right? Because your brain, when your brain, when your baby is first born, right, the only part of the brain that's really working is what? They're really on. <coughs> the only part of the brain that's really on in the baby is the brainstem. Full on, brainstem, where all the primitive reflexes are. Right? And then slowly over time, everything else is going to kind of come online. Right? The way the brain matures is from the bottom up and then inside out. That's how it matures. So the bottom up, the brainstem little bit of the cerebrum and a little bit of cerebellum is kind of on when they're first born, and then slowly starts to open up like a flower, right? So but imagine your eyes are seeing the world like this, and nobody ever talks about that. <clears throat> nobody ever talks about how this is going to create a problem, seeing the world like this, or if the child's head is twisted this way, like this little girl, this is going to create a problem, because where's her forward? Her forward is off-kilter to, this, to one side or the other. Right? Do you think that's going to affect the brain? The whole brain? Right? So yeah, there's turkey nursing problems, absolutely. There's feeding problems and there's sleep problems and this. And usually, so kids, this is what happens, right? Kids like this, they fir- when they first are born, you don't notice this torticollis because their their muscles are mush, right? They have floppy little heads, right? So when they have their kiss morning, kiss too, which we should talk about in a second. You, you don't really notice it. Just, it kicks in a couple weeks maybe three, four weeks old, five, six weeks old, that's when all of a sudden, now their, their musculature starts to get the stronger so they have a little bit more support, but now they don't have the rotation or lateral lot of reflection. No uh, bless you. But what this does is creates unbelievable asymmetry, but the asymmetry is not just the physical asymmetry, and that's usually what people are looking at. They're looking at it and it's just a, well, a kid's head like this. But there's so many other ramifications. It goes on. How about the, the skull shape, right? Your kid's like this, doesn't, and every time they're sleeping, they're lying like this. What does it do to the skull shape, right? You heard of flat head syndrome, right? And they talked about that in slowing classes? I'm sure Dr. Kramer mentioned it, right? This is what, where does it come from, right? And the mom's like, I don't understand how come her head is so flat? Is it because of how she's sleeping? Well, that's part of it, and the reason she has that is because she's subluxated, and she also had a traumatic birth, and you put a and a traumatic birth, and she was in some crazy position in utero, you put all those forces together, and this is what you're gonna create, right? <clears throat> So when you look at these kids, this, this isn't just about, I'm going to fix a soloxation. This is, God bless you. I'm going to fix their brains, right? Because the soloxation is super important for, to adjust them, but the real important thing is getting her brain to work right. That's the real important thing, because looking at the world this way is not the same as looking at the world this way. That's more important to me. It's getting her brain to normalize so that everything is on this balanced plane versus a tilted plane or a twisted plane. That's what we really want to look at. So when we talk to our patients, we're not just talking to them about, oh, let's just get her neck to look better. right? That's, that's not what my job is. My job is to make her neck look better. Right? My job is functioning. Right? I want her to function better, and I especially want her brain to function better. Right? Now KISS 2, which is next to it on the right, KISS 2 is, a, is much less common. This is an extension subluxation. Right? So she's stuck in an extension like this. You don't see this very much. Uh, when you do see it, uh, it's usually a bit more severe. Um, the child probably had a much more traumatic birth. <coughs> The child also has a lot more limitations uh, because they're unable to put their head down in flexion uh, very, very easily. So they have a lot more nursing problems, a lot more occipital flattening uh, because they're you know, pushing back this way. A, a lot of significant issues. Uh, but we don't see this very much. This is an unusual thing. And this is way more an occipital uh, kind of an, an issue. So very, well, what solarization pattern do you think they're gonna have in this one of the right? An on right? They call these kids what? That's dark, it's very good. I know Dr. Kramer taught you well. Good, so, so that's important, but I do want to introduce you to something that I've been thinking about for a while, because we had another child come in a few weeks ago who was hypotonic, right? These kids are hypertonic, right? So that they have, a, they have a spasm, right, that's creating a lateral flexion, rotational uh, malposition or extension malposition. But then I see a lot of these kids who are floppy babies, as they call them. Right? So three or four months old the kids still can't even hold his, or, his head up. Right? I <clears> have <throat> um, another boy that we started seeing a couple months ago who's uh, almost two years old and he's, his, his head is always down like this is one of his biggest issues. He's just, you know, he's standing, he's walking, he's having a really hard time uh, because he has some vestibular issues and some hypotonia. <clears throat> so um, I actually emailed Dr. Biedman uh, a couple of years ago when I first read this book. And it was very nice to you me back. And I said, I think there's something else called KISS-3. KISS-3, which is a hypotonic baby. And this is what I I sent in the email. I said, so we have KISS-3, which is a hypotonic or low-tone baby. And uh, what that causes is bilateral nursing issues. Right, because now, because they're so floppy, right, they have a hard time latching on, the mom has to do extra work just to hold the baby up. A lot of times these kids end up having to be bottle-fed, you know, even if they're going to be uh, using breast milk because they will pump, but they end up being bottle-fed because they're so weak. Um, a lot of these kids end up having constipation that I've seen, those low tone kids have constipation because low tone does, doesn't just mean low tone in, you know, muscles that are voluntary muscles. It's the involuntary muscles as well. I sometimes find this affected because one thing just leads to another. To 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 so I see that a lot of these kids have constipation. Um, they have a hard time you know, with bowel movements, so a lot of these kids are very sluggish. Um, a lot of these kids will have this torticollis, but it's not a spasm torticollis. Because if you look at them, right, if you look at a child, with both they might look like kiss one. But you have to look at them and examine them to know whether it's kiss one or in my version, right, it's not anywhere in a textbook, yet. Yeah. Uh, but in my version, we'll call this kiss three. Uh, a, a floppy baby will look like that too. But that's not the same as kiss one, which is from a hyper Right, this is a hypotensive. So that we still to the house but it's different. So what is the most important thing to adjust in kids like this? In any any of these, these two kids, or even the KISS three? What is the, what is the single most important area to get <coughs> proprioceptive, vestibular eyes, all that stuff working? The single most important area. Yeah, the atlas, axis, and occiput, right? So you guys have to know how to adjust kids. This is why this is so important. You guys have to, because you're going to see this. This is so crazy common these days because so many women are having births that are less than optimal or having positions, uh, in utero positions that are less than optimal. You're going to see this a lot. So that upper cervical area, I don't care how you do it. I don't care if you... Use full spine. I don't care if you use sustained contact, like Webster uh, taught us, and <clears throat> I'm sure you got it from Kramer. You'll get it again from me if you take the advanced classes. We're, we're going to really explore that at a high level. So I don't care if you're sustained contact. Whatever it is, you got to do that upper cervical area has got to get checked because that upper cervical area that is the seat of proprioception, right? Because if the child, if you got a child face down like this, and they're three months old, what should they be able to do at three months old? Lift their head up, right? They should be able to lift their head up. If they can't lift their head up because they have a torticollis, whether it's a spasmodic torticollis like this, or it is a it is a hypotonic torticollis because they, they don't have the strength. Either way, that upper cervical area, which is occiput atlas axis, is messed up, and nobody's going to fix this with stretches, right? Over well, to PT and they stretch, 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 That's not the problem, making the muscles stretched out. The problem is we gotta adjust a little upper cervical spine. The problem is we gotta do cranial work, right? I'm gonna teach you guys cranial work, very specific, gentle, low force, total based cranial work in the advanced technique class, the advanced technique class. You've got to know this stuff because that's what makes the difference with these kids. right? it is turning on their occiput, turning on the upper cervical because now we're getting to their primitive reflex area, their brainstem, right, the palms and the medulla. That's where the seat of all this kind of stuff is. If you don't get to that area, you're not gonna hit it. The vagus nerve, the facial nerve, the trigeminal nerve, glossopharyngeal, hypoglossal, those nerves need to be touched in some way and we have the unique ability to do that, not just, not just because we're stretching them, but because we're adjusting them, right? So if you really like this work of Dr. Biedemann, I highly recommend that you check out the book. But if you don't want to check out the book, you don't spend the money, I get it. JMPT, Journal of Medical and Physiological Therapeutics, he has an executive summary, which is what this is, in JMPT online for free. It's a 15-page executive summary of this textbook that has all the highlights in it. So I highly recommend you read this. We go over this in great detail uh, in the advanced diagnosis class and the advanced technique classes. So, but I want to give you a flavor of this because I'm seeing this more and more and more lately. Uh, and I really think one of the most important things is that there should be a KISS 3. Now, Dr. Biedemann, in his emails back to me, said um, it doesn't fall within his model because his model is about spasm, right? So he said what you're talking about is, is true, but it's not a KISS, it's not kinematic and biopsy suboxidal strain. He's, he's calling something else, which is true. This, but I just like lumping it together so we all have one. We have three pictures. i I like to put a third picture up there in the hypotonic plot you That's just in my little brain. <clears throat> but I want to share that with you because I think it's so relevant.